just a pair of typical hunks. Alright, and thank you for joining us at Typical Hunks, just a podcast about two hunks talking about typical hunk topics. My name is TJ Cornet, and I'm joined by my buddy Summit Patel. Summit, say hi to the folks. How's it going? <laughs> so, uh, we're just two hunks, like I said, and we're going to talk about different topics, and this is really just an avenue for us to discuss different things that are important to us. Um, so, just a little bit of background about myself. I am uh, 6'3". Uh, I would put myself in the heavyweight category. These are important stuff to know. Uh, I was in marching band in high school. I went to a liberal arts college, and then I went on to get my master's in sport and entertainment management. So I'm going to tell the folks about you. Um, conversely, I am a measly six feet. <laughs> I would definitely put myself in the lightweight category. Basically, this is a stick. I met TJ back in sixth grade, and you know we've been best friends since then. Um, went to more of a technical-oriented college, got my degree in computer science, and um, I love podcasts. And then when TJ told me he's into podcasts, too, uh, we both just found them, like, kind of on our own. I was like, you know, he pitched the idea to me. I was like, hell yeah, I want to be in a podcast, so here we are. Yeah, so while we're talking about our love of podcasts, um, do you want to go into maybe some of the podcasts that you find in- influential? And then I can talk about maybe just very briefly what, what I, I kind of like. Yeah, sure. Um, the one that got me into it was Developer Tea, and it's kind of like a podcast aimed towards developers, uh, mainly like front-end developers. And like, I don't know, it's just so well done, and like I was like, wow, this is a really cool medium that like, I'd never really given thought to. Like, I'd heard about podcasts, but... I never given them really much of a chance, and like that's what really got me into it. And then I got this um, app for Android called Pocket Cast, and like I just started using their Explore um, feature, and just found so many other ones. Um, some of the ones I've been really digging lately that are more, I guess, general um, are called one's called The Truth, and it's just they build themselves as movies for your ears. And to me, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone in audio form. It's like really cool, like story-driven um, kind of like twist. Um, stories, so it's pretty sweet. Um, and then some of the other ones, like Freakonomics Radio is really awesome. I read the book back in high school. I haven't read the other one, sadly, but that's another one that's, you know, they just go into, like, really cool factors that you wouldn't think would influence people. Um, so, yeah, I, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, so the, the big one that got me into it uh, was probably Kevin Smith's uh, podcast, Fat Man on Batman, which is kind of funny compared to the, the podcast that drew you in. Um, but he talks about comic books, and uh, it's really kind of developed into pop culture now. Um, I also listen to WTF with Mark Marin, and he does a lot of interesting mm. interviews with comedians. I actually just listened to the one with Obama, and like, I mean... I'm not against these more like pop culture podcasts, but for me they're more like a learning medium, like something to like stay productive as I'm like driving or like doing chores or like walking around. So I don't know, maybe I've just sort of been gravitating towards that. It's only been like more recently where I've gotten into these more just fun podcasts, and some of them are just so well done, so well produced. Um, and yeah, like I'm I'm really like exploring the medium as a whole. Um, yeah, I mean, not to, like, cut you off. No, 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 yeah, no, that's fine. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm all about finding entertaining podcasts, and who cares about bettering yourself? I, <laughs> I need a distraction from how crappy real life is, but, uh, so that's, uh, that's a big reason why I, I, uh, 
I've been looking into those fun podcasts like Kevin Smith, uh, WTF, Serial. Have you heard of Serial? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I should have said Serial. That was the other yeah, big one. Serial like, was awesome. Like, actually, I think Serial was the very first one. And after that, I found Developer Team. I was like, okay, podcasts are a really cool thing that yeah, I can, like, get into. So if you don't know what Serial is, it's uh, a reporter for NPR, correct? Yeah, it's, it's under NPR. Oh, yeah, and um, she uh, goes and looks at a past case that occurred in the late 90s about a murder. Um, and it had some inconsistencies, and she interviews different people from that past, and it's really interesting, really well done. Um, it's a week-by-week basis, so she doesn't even know how it ends as she's in the middle of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to go along that journey with her. So if, you, you know, if you're looking for other podcasts besides ours, because obviously you know, we're the one that you go to mostly, right, <laughs> seeing as it's the first one. Uh, but if you're looking into other podcasts, uh, those are some of the ones that we've liked and we've gravitated towards. Um, so, you know. I- well, I think if you didn't know is um, because of that podcast, that case got reopened. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna like go back in and like check. Like, I heard I heard that they were doing different things and there it was progressing through. I didn't, I you know it might be interesting to look and see how um, how that's progressing. I'm sure there's a podcast about that now. Oh the post, yeah, the post uh, serial podcast. Yeah, I listened to that one. It's um, I forget what it's called right now, but it's way more like. It's less story driven and more just about lawyers talking over like the facts and what really could have happened and like exploring all the possible avenues. It's a little bit more dry, but like if you're really invested in the case after you listen to the you know, to the original, um, it's worth checking out. But like I don't know if you're not a law student or like you just don't find law that interesting, I think you probably won't like it. Um, I listened to a few episodes and it was okay, but I eventually just abandoned it because I like the story format of serial like. Yeah, I was informed about the case, but like it was also very just like narrative. Well, I was a little disappointed in the lack of actual cereal in the cereal podcast. I wanted more <laughs> Fruit Loops and Cheerios involved, but I guess you can't always get what you want. Um, so as we move on and, and we work through this, uh, we're going to obviously develop the format will change. Right now, we're talking about doing different segments um, as the topics arise and as our interests arise. Uh, and one segment that we talked about was doing something called Stat Attack. So in the Stat Attack segment, uh, what I'm going to do is throw out some random statistics to Summit. He hasn't had an opportunity yet to look them over, so he has no idea what these statistics are. Um, I pulled these from an excellent website called 538.com. Um, it's wonderful. It's very stat-based um, and kind of tackles uh, all kind of issues at, ranging from sports to politics uh, to even if you know uh, long-term relationships are meant to last uh, if they're at a distance. So, you know, everything under the sun. So it's a great website, 538.com. Um, are you ready, Summit, for the stat attack? Yeah, sure. I didn't even know what we were doing <laughs> until you told me just now. So I'm actually completely... Well, welcome on to TJ Cornet's <laughs> Wild Ride. All right, Summit. First statistic is the 54 years. Is number 54. It's been 54 years since USA has had a Cuban embassy on its soil. And that's about to change. Okay, I mean, yeah, that sounds reasonable. I knew, like, Cuba was opening up, and I actually heard that uh, Cuban doctors had, like, a um, cure for lung cancer that was not available to the U.S. because we've had this, like, embargo for this many years. And so maybe, like, now that relations are bettering, like, we can actually, you know, 
cure lung cancer. Yeah, that's a, uh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I was excited about the Cuban cigars, but, you know, <laughs> solving lung cancer sounds pretty dope, too. I'm, yeah. I'm all right. I so. think they had to figure out how to solve lung cancer, because everybody's just smoking Cuban smoking, cigars yeah, that's true. every single it's, day. <laughs> it's a big, yeah, it's a big issue over there, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, statistic number two, uh, $935 million. That is the 2014 revenue for the comic book industry. Okay, I can believe it. Um, that's not that much. It's not. It's almost a billion, which is actually I don't know what what people make. Like, what is how much business does some major company well, do? To to give it some context like, for yeah. comics, the comic industry, uh, it kind of peaked in the nineties. Okay. And this is around the range of revenue that I was bringing in back in the nineties. Okay, cool. Um, I think I was listening to another podcast and talking about this and uh, how comic books were sort of like branded for kids for like for a while and like if you look at the demographics it's actually mainly adults who read comics because if like once you get past the the stigma of oh these are for children like a lot of the comics are actually very like mature and rated like not rated but like geared towards adults and like you know they have mature content they have driven storylines that kids wouldn't understand yeah like watchmen um, i mean what i mean yeah. watchmen was not a comic made for kids it was, it was so, very much so an adult year. yeah and adults realize it's just another medium to get your you know entertainment through it's like you know on par with a book like a movie music like you know these aren't things that you would say oh these are just for kids but for some reason comics got that stigma and i don't actually know why the history of it all you might know but um, but yeah. Well, I mean, it might be it might be something as basic as oh look, you know, a, a book with pictures and oh. words as opposed to being just words. Maybe that's, that's why you're taught um, when you're young. Oh, you should read books without pictures. And, and when because... and when comics were first <laughs> first made, they were definitely definitely geared towards children. I mean, you know, very basic writing, very mm-hmm. basic plot concepts and whatnot. Um, very colorful for the kids and whatnot. And, and you're right, it's interesting that they have developed into. Uh, being geared more towards adults, and you can even see it in the uh, latest trailer for uh, Batman vs Superman. I haven't I, I, seen it. <laughs> no, okay, well, it's it's definitely no, that's fine, but it's definitely not something that's you know, it doesn't look like you know Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for kids. You know, it's it's yeah. very much so adult themes of uh, is this guy that's not a god, even though he's treated like a god, but should he be treated like a god, and or should humans, you know, stand up for themselves? And wait, Batman and Superman are fighting. Yeah, that's well. The, the movie Superman versus <laughs> yeah, Batman, unless they're so, talking about playing a game of Smash or right. something like that. I'm so clueless on movies. I I don't keep up with anything like movie related <laughs> and stuff. I like just watch things that are like a year old. Like the most recent movie I've seen was Mad Max, but that's because everyone was reading on Mad Max and like it sounded awesome, so I saw it in theaters. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's like I'm so behind on actual films. Like Netflix is where I live. <laughs> you you disgust me as a human being. <laughs> All right, so uh, the third statistic is. But uh, 52.6 million people. That's the number of people in the United States that now speak Spanish as their first language. This moves America into the second largest uh, country with the second largest number of Spanish speakers, mm-hmm. just behind Mexico. So that means that we have more people speaking Spanish than the country that the language was named after. Yeah, um, that's cool. I think I'm trying to remember, but like, there's something that's like. The majority of kids born in the U.S. now are not white, as of, like, maybe this year. Um, so, you know, people have been talking about, you know, as, like, globalization happens and as we're able to travel around um, a lot more effectively, you know, through planes, like, 
you know, people are going to start meshing towards this, like, unified sort of, um, like, person. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, everybody's going to sort of start becoming Tanner because that's the more dominant um, phenotype, I guess, for humans. So, you know, goodbye, white America, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. I guess I'm, well, does that just, does that mean that my great-grandchildren will dance better than I can? <laughs> Oh, definitely. That's, yeah, that's, that's the that's the only thing I really am concerned about. Yeah, that's that's linked to one of those uh, dominant, <laughs> darker skin genes. <laughs> I just know that I do not have that gene. Um, <laughs> I try to it. have it sometimes. Part of that <laughs> was where I peaked, I think. Well, uh, but sometimes when I drink alcohol, I get the gene. I think I get the gene, maybe. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Everybody's a better dancer in alcohol, or at least they think they are. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and that's truly what's important. <laughs> All right, so the last uh, statistic is 26 million people, and that is the number of people who have changed their Facebook profiles to have the background uh, rainbow flag mm. that is in support of marriage equality. Um, so it's very interesting to see how social media has changed and maybe just made easier to express public opinions. There's Gone are the days of having to go out and hold up a sign that says something. Mm -hmm. um, we had a discussion on this of just how easy it is for people to post their opinions uh, and to quickly lose Facebook friends uh, <laughs> based on some of their thoughts just uh, one way or the other. So it's just very interesting to see um, as we continue to become a world more and more, maybe not dependent, well we are dependent, but more and more active uh, on the internet, how we represent ourselves and how, how important that is and, and um what comes with that so okay yeah there's a lot going on there but um yeah i heard about the facebook thing i didn't change my profile just because i don't think it really does anything <laughs> like you know what does changing my profile really do it's like you know you either support this or you don't um eh, like i, I haven't re i don't think i can recall a time where i changed my profile to be for a cause because i would rather just like do something for that cause or donate money or something um, if I truly believed in it, um, I think it's sort of a, like a cop out <laughs> if you just like change your profile. It's like, yeah, marriage equality. It's just like, well, what did you actually do for it? Like, you know, and you know, you don't have to like give money or anything. But like the way I fight for my causes is if, if I see like an injustice happening like within my friend circles, like I'll call them out on it. Um, I'm a pretty big feminist, so if I see like guy friends treating you know girls or talking about girls in like a bad way, like I'll try to bring up the issue in a way that sort of makes them think about, like, what they're doing and letting them sort of know, like, hey, man, I'm not on board with that. Like, I don't know. I just try to do my own part in, like, my own local community, and hopefully that sends out waves so that, you know, future generations can slowly, you know, become more tolerant of others. I have heard an interesting um, thing, opinion lately, where we are now in, like, this culture of, um, gosh, I wish I could remember the phrase for it, but it's just, like, always being offended by everything. And I was, I don't know, I don't know if I agree with it or not. Like, I think there's going to be some sort of equilibrium that has to be reached. Uh -huh. Like, traditionally, like, all of these, um, you know, minority groups, like, women and people of color, like, they haven't been heard. And so, yeah, like, you know, we're getting angry and we're rising up and, you know, it's going to be hard. <laughs> like, people are going to look for things that offend them. And, like, you know, they might have offended them for years, and, like, they just never brought it up because they just never felt safe enough to say something about it. Um, and, like, 
I don't know. I think that's going to happen for a bit. Like, people are going to overreact for a while. Uh-huh. But then, in a couple of years, um, you know, we'll bring it back to, like, that equilibrium I mentioned, where it's like, okay, like, the I think the context was comedy. And I have a friend who's actually, like, he doesn't like Louis C.K. anymore because he does a lot of, um, like, racist and, like, sexist jokes. And, you know, but, I don't agree. But, does it, but doesn't he do that to accentuate a topic and, and make it so absurd that it's actually being able to talk about it. Like you, right. you, you, you cartoon it and not demonize it, but, uh, exaggerate it to the point where it's like, okay, this is ridiculous, but he's actually talking about it at the same time. Yeah, totally. And like, I, I'm on that page with you. Uh, I'm on that page with you where it's just like, yeah, it's comedy. Like this is an art form. And personally, I believe like art form shouldn't really have any limits. Like if you're censoring art, then, you know, you can't, get the full range of art and art is like honestly like what pushes like um thought forward like you know just if you can't talk about this in some way or another it's just like it's never going to be brought up and people are never going to talk about it unless it's privately and then you know when it's not out there when like groups when communities don't know like before the internet it's like you didn't know there were these entire communities based around this weird like niche thing that you liked and because of the internet now you can find people who are like you and even if your thing is, like, something weird, but, like, you know, this isn't that weird, but, like, nobody ever felt safe enough to talk about it in person. But now, you know, with the anonymity of the internet, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> um, but, like, you know, you're able to give your voice and you're able to talk about this, and, you know, people are going to get upset about it. And that's, you know, that's what has to happen, to like, so we can have the conversation. Like, we have to talk about it. We can't just keep ignoring it. Well, some of your opinion and thoughts uh, offend me, and yeah. I just I, uh, I, th- I think we need to end this podcast now. Uh, it was a good run, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you could join us. You know, we'll see you uh, <laughs> never. No, but you, you, you bring up a lot of uh, excellent points there, um, and uh, something that uh, kind of, I think, we, we discussed this, and so we'll, we'll try to recreate this conversation mm-hmm. um, now with our with our listeners instead of over a couple of beers and uh, delicious dinner. But um, <laughs> I think I mentioned to you that uh, the public opinion on gay marriage and gay equality um, has flip-flopped so much since the 80s to the mm-hmm. point where it's 60% now, and it's unprecedented. It, unprecedented. I mean, public opinion on um, civil rights for African Americans didn't flip this much. Had such a quick time period, uh, and I had asked you why you thought, and you and to to get back to what you were saying, you you thought that a big part of it was the internet and just uh, the open form of communications and um, ability to be yourself over even if it's over a screen, but to be able to talk and look at um, and discuss things in a way that's uh, offensive, like you said, to other people, but to yourself. Um, if you're in that situation, kind of opens it up and makes it easier to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you know, the civil rights movement happened in the 50s, 60s, and, like, it's 50 years later, and, like, only now, I mean, not only now, but, like, there's been a resurgence of trying to set things back to equal footing again, even though we supposedly squashed it, you know, way back then. And so, you know, we had the whole Confederate flag burning thing. Um, and so, like, I don't know, I I'd never heard of the civil rights or the civil war being fought over states rights like i always thought about slavery so and i mean i don't know i've never heard that have you heard that yeah no i i mean i was a huge history buff in high school Mm -hmm. um 
And so, you know, this was a passion. And I think that the slavery issue and the states' rights were kind of hand-in-hand hand, um, in where they were going. I think it was the states were arguing that the government didn't have – was taking away states' rights by taking away slavery as opposed to, um, you know, making it and allowing it uh, to, to um, either solely be taken out by the states' uh, legislators or not. Um, and so I think that's an interesting parallel to bring up because uh, with the gay marriage stuff and um, with legalizing marijuana even where it's talk about how it's – is it going to go state by state or is it going to be one national knockout mm -hmm. um, like marriage equality was. Um, but to, to get back to the Civil War, uh, yeah, it was a very complex thing that kind of made it go through and, and I think part of, a big part of it was – the southern states wanted a little bit more autonomy mm -hmm. um, from the national government. Um, yeah. and there's, there's always been, well, not always, but you know, in the, definitely in the early history of the country, there was that power struggle between states and the federal government. Right. Um, you know, the, the states essentially still remembered, you know, Britain having king, uh, having a centralized king. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to avoid. And, they, guess, right? and they wanted to avoid that and and whatnot. I think now we're probably. Most of us, at least I, I don't know, I can't speak for all of America, even though I want to. Um, <laughs> but I think at this point in our history, we're very much so accepted a strong federal government. Mm -hmm. um, while I, I know a lot of my personal friends like to discuss and argue for states' rights, I think the reality of it is most of the change that we care about is on a federal level. Yeah, I would agree. Um, like... A lot of services, just like government services, are super nice until you, like, don't have them. <laughs> like, you know, roads are nice, healthcare is nice, like, you know, all that stuff. And it doesn't make sense to like, put it on a state level because then there's no, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, uniform? Yeah, uni yeah, uniformity. Like, you know, you don't want roads of all different sizes and stuff. Like, you don't, you know, you want to make like sure... I like my roads nice and big. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you don't want that stuff going on. So it makes sense to put it into the hands of the federal government. And yeah, it's like slower, but and like inefficient, but I don't know. Like, there's no better way I can that we have right now. Um, but not to like delve into that, but I did want to bring up one other point, which was I keep seeing this um, like remark where it's like uh, the Democrats were the ones who, or the Republicans were the ones who like abolished slavery. If you look at history, and it's like, I looked into a little bit, and you probably know more of this than I did, but it's like, basically what I understand is the Republican Party and the Democratic Party just swapped sides, like, 150 years ago, 200 years ago? And so, yeah, like, technically, like, you know, it was the Republicans who were all about, you know, they were more liberal back in the day, but that's only because their name changed. And it's like, I don't know, I've seen this argument where it's like, these were the Republicans who were, like, spearheading, like, the abolishment of slavery and civil rights and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but their ideals are, ex like, almost exactly like the Democratic Party of today. Yeah, and no, so there, it, there's definitely a flip-flop of viewpoints and in, in, in what they stood for, and, and that's, you're absolutely correct on that, and that's definitely highlighted in uh, the Civil Rights Movement, where uh -huh. it was Democratic Presidents Kennedy pushing these advancements in, in civil rights, and then, um, you know, you see it in today with uh, Democrats mostly being the party favoring marriage equality and um, 
quality like that. So uh, you're right. It was probably a long period of between the early 1900s and around 1960, maybe even to the 70s. But it was kind of in that time period where the two parties kind of flipped ideals. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the only way I've seen it is like Republicans like they seemingly are trying to save face or something. Like I don't know. It just seems like a huge misinformation. And I don't know. I've got I've like been really like riled up by it. It's like yeah, I mean. You know, like I said, so technically you're correct, but, like, if you look at it beyond, like, just face value, like, names, it's, like, you're totally just, like, trying to lie to people, and it like, just really irks me. Like, Well, I, I think if you're basing your voting policy and your party alignment on something that occurred 150 years ago, what the party did 150 <laughs> years ago, then you uh, – Thomas Jefferson was the party of – Gosh. Uh, of uh, – expanding the U.S. into the Louisiana Territory, and I really like that. Louisiana is <laughs> a pretty cool state. I'm voting for whatever party Thomas Jefferson supported. Why I got oh, it. So that's, uh, yeah, I think that's a little goofy if you're digging that deep into the well to try to drum up support or to justify things. Yeah, speaking um, of Louisiana, though, you know about Bobby Jindal? Jindal? Bobby Boucher? No, the, the Indian, like, senator who's, like, oh. completely, like, whitewashed. Like, no. Yeah, like... Oh man, I don't. I can't believe you haven't heard of this guy. Um, he's like, he's super conservative, um, which is generally not a thing you find minorities being. Um, and like, the biggest thing is how like southern he tries to act. Like he goes by Bobby Jindal instead of his Indian name, which I don't know what his Indian name is. Um, but like, he also had like a painting of himself put up in his uh, office or whatever. And if you look at it. He looks like a white guy. Like, the pigmentation on his skin is, like... Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's basically look, looks like me. It's, like, fairly dark. Right. And so it's, like, what the heck, man? Like, you know, it's really weird because he's totally just, like, distancing himself from his, like, roots. And I don't know where he grew up or anything. Um, I just know just... He just seems to be so weird, like... That's interesting. Like, it's, it's weird the lengths people will go to... And then again... Um, I want to just mention that it, it is possible that maybe for him it turns out that 90% of the Republican ideals actually match his own ideals. Yeah. And then it's just the minority stuff that isn't, but he can't get behind it because he's afraid of not being elected, which is... Yeah. And my friend told me, like, he is an immigrant to this country, and he's now wanting to close the borders. And, like, I don't understand that as, like, a first-generation immigrant myself. Like, I was born in the U.S., but, like... You know, I would not want to, like, close the borders that I had to get through. And, you know, like, why would you... I don't know. It's it's a really weird, like, cognitive dissonance in my mind. Like, I can't understand yeah, well, how you could totally just be against that kind it's, of stuff. It's weird, and, and I'll have to look into him more just to see what his motivations are behind yeah. that. But, I mean... Uh, you know, we we've no time we've known time and time again that people who have, uh, in, and I'm not trying to equate them because they're they're different definitely different issues, different topics, and have different backgrounds and sensitivities to them. But how many times have we heard that you know ex senator or ex you know very important person was super against gay marriage, and they went on a business trip to France and got photographed with a male prostitute? <laughs> it happens all the time, and it's just I don't yeah it's it's um. It's weird. It's weird that maybe the social uh, stigma of either being a minority or being something different than what you're aspiring to to be will push you to do. Yeah, I think he has a lot of pressure from his uh, his parish 
um, or wherever he's, I don't know what he's running for. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, in Louisiana, the counties are called parishes. Yeah. So, um, kind of on the note of celebrities being interesting, I also like read that Jim Carrey is like an anti-vaccine guy. Is he really? And I was just like, what the heck, man? Like that's so out there. And I like Jim Carrey. Like he's a funny guy. Like I think he's a good actor. Um, but then I was like, really, man? Like you're an anti-vax guy? Like, ah, uh, like. Well, it's always it's always <laughs> interesting to see like who's a Scientologist too, like different actors and whatnot. And you're like, oh man. Wait, is there any other Scientologist besides uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise? Oh yeah, there's there's a list of them. I, I I don't have them, you know, on me right now, but we can use our good friend Google here <laughs> to see if we can't uh, pull them up. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about that as much because that's like your religion. Like that's something if you keep to yourself, it's like whatever. And personally, like I don't think Scientology is any crazier than any other religion as a stout atheist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. It's it's not a huge deal for me. John Travolta. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd heard of that. Kirstie Alley. I mean, I don't even know who that is. Elizabeth Moss. Um, who's, that sounds familiar. <laughs> but I I don't know celebrities, but right. like the few I know, it's like I guess I know a decent amount about. So, yeah, I don't know. That just like was out of left field, and I was like, that's so strange. Like, what the heck, Jim Carrey? <laughs> that's so uh, Raven. That's so Raven. That was a good show. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good show. Uh. Maybe this is something we should talk about later, or go, or go further. but now that we're talking about race, um, did you ever hear that Raven Simone interview with Oprah where she said she's no. not black? Oh, no. Wait, well, who was saying not black? Raven. Raven was saying Oprah wasn't black? No, no. Raven or... was saying she wasn't, herself was not No, I had she, she, she was just saying, I'm tired of being labeled anything. I'm just a human being. Don't label me as anything. And that kind of well, stirred up to do. Yeah, that's not saying she's not black. That's just saying, like, look at me as a person. Don't look at me as... A woman or as a black person or whatever yeah. else you know well i mean i don't i don't think she was disagreeing that her skin color was yeah her, okay. her background but i That's think what I but, thought, but, 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 no 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 but i think what she was arguing was the ethnicity is she just was like i don't want to be labeled anything and mm-hmm. that's gonna that, that's an interesting way to look at things to to choose to not to be labeled as things and yeah the respect that that has to give because like you said i mean like clearly she's she's not nothing she has a race but she d- doesn't want to be identified as that. She wants to be identified as a human being, so it'll be interesting. When, yeah. When, when kids start filling out tests, maybe they can choose, I am nothing. <laughs> I don't exist. I'm a ghost. Uh, but what I wanted to say about that was, that's an interesting position to be in, like, as a successful, like, person of color, and even like, as a woman. It's like, you're kind of almost expected to be a role model mm-hmm. for people who... You know, growing up like you, like, you know, growing up, like, I didn't have any role models on television. Like, everybody in the movies and, like, on TV was just, like, white or black or, like, mainly men. Right. And so it's, like, I had, like, nobody I could idolize. Like, the closest I can remember was, like, when I was in high school, like, Russell Peters became a comedian. And I was, like, oh, my God, here's an Indian comedian. And I was ecstatic about it. And so I think it is really important for her to do that. But it's also, like, her choice as a person. Like, she doesn't have to, you know? Like. She has her own life. She can do her own stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's an interesting question to tackle. Like, yeah. you know, what is your obligation towards your ethnicity, your race, or whatever? Like, if you are in a position of power, like, you know, are you responsible for leveraging that power and pushing things, like, forward, um, you know, for your culture? Um, but, yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. It's just, like, yeah. you know, on one hand, it's like, yeah, it seems like it's your right. On the other, it's just, like... You know, people can do what they want. Like that's that's very interesting, and I and I've heard that from a couple of different people just about the lack of role models and coming as a middle class white dude with brown <laughs> hair and 
Um, I never had a lack of. I mean, your hair brown? It's like been blondish in my. Yeah, opinion. you see, people say that, and <laughs> I don't. I guess that's maybe that's my cognizant dissonance of just like, no, my hair is brown because I've always thought I had brown hair, but uh, I've, no. heard, I've had a number of people say it's like blondish. It's blondish, like. Blondish. Yeah, I guess my, it's like brown roots and like blonde towards the end. Well, I don't like to label my hair, <laughs> so it's gonna be. You know, I called it brown, but now from now on, I'm not gonna label my hair. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it's interesting that you bring up that uh, like role models because now that I think about it, I mean, I just had a slew of just everyone on television. I mean, yeah. freaking Goku on Dragon Ball Z was white, <laughs> even though he was technically Japanese. You know? Right. Um, oh, and, and you know. Uh, on, a, on a more serious note, uh, Jesus has always been depicted to me in my youth as white, yeah. and you know when you think about it, he's probably more Middle Eastern. He probably looks if like not, me. Yeah, I, I'm probably yeah. Jesus right you're, now. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're you're definitely closer to if if we were at a lunch table and we were children, you know, you, Jesus probably comes sit next to you, not me, because you, you have more in common. Um, prop, but you're also a better person than I, and uh, I, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, so we're, we're just... Ice Age Heatwave can't complain If the world's at large, why should I remain? Walked away to another planet Gonna find another place, maybe one I can stand I move on to another day To a whole new town with a whole new way Went to the porch to have a thought Got to... How do you feel about this first episode, Summit? Yeah. I mean, I'm just having fun talking to you, but, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll figure out the format a lot better going forward, but, you know, so far it's been enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, in between breaks, we talked about a pick your poison type segment where we try out beers and talk about them and uh, see where that goes, but we'll, you know, we'll figure things out as we go along. That's that's the fun of it, so um, I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope uh, you continue to listen. Uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a lot more fun when you create something and someone listens. So, uh, if not, you know, thanks, Grandma. But um, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll 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 do this. We'll try to set up a scheduled time to release them, a, a hunk time, if you will. Um, so all you hunking ears, all you, all, all you. Uh, Is this our thing, hunks? Yeah, We're it's just gonna make yeah, everything it's a, hunk every, every, everything's hunk related. Life, life, hunk life is is the only life for me. Hashtag hunk life. Hashtag hunk life. We'll get T-shirts made about it. So. Um, but no, that uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, next time around, we'll be interviewing uh, someone who's very important to me, my older brother. Um, and it should be good. You know, we'll we'll, we'll figure some stuff out and uh, talk to him about his thoughts on life and video games, probably, knowing him. He loves video games. So. Don't we all. <laughs> Don't we all. Don't we all. All right, guys, thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.